Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Monday, February 27, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. We are in year 25. We're about to hit year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets. Welcome to the broadcast. We have Barry once here in just a few moments. Uh, before we go into that, I, and we're not going to run a spot today on the wells, but what I want to I want to encourage you, everyone watching, to go see this Jesus Revolution movie. We're going to play some official clips from that movie because I want you to, there's no spoilers in it. These are their official clips. Uh, but I want to uh, introduce it by this uh, before I play the first clip. I've been saying publicly, I said it just recently on one of the shows, I don't know if it was with Johnny or not, but I said, you know what? I've been telling God, I missed the entire Jesus movement. That all came and went before we got radically saved. And, and I just thought that was really sad news that we had missed that. But I said, I, I've always said, Lord, I'm not going to miss it this time, this next revolution. So what happened is 42 years ago, we got radically saved. Maybe we were saved before. There's stodgy church. We didn't know the Lord. We just didn't know him. And when we got radically saved, we were in California, and someone said, you need to go visit this church. It's in Riverside, which is where I lived, in Riverside, and it was a big old church. And I was 26 years old. My wife was 25, so we were young whippersnappers. And the pastor was only 29 years old. I remember that because when we went there, they'd say, he has these thousands of people that are all in their 20s. And some were 30s and maybe older, but they were. it was a really young crowd with thousands of people. We go in this church, and we worshiped, and we listened to the word. His teaching was so phenomenal. So that today to this, that was it. We, were, we went there for a couple of years, and we enjoyed it. But then we watched this movie uh, over the weekend, and this whole movie was based on one of the three main characters uh, was – Greg Laurie, and you know, of course, so what they did is they took three famous characters, they went back and traced their story. So they took Chuck uh, Smith with Calvary Chapel, Greg Laurie, and Lonnie Frisbee, you know, who's sort of the hippie on the road, and and then you see the, the the story unfold. But it turns out that the one whose story is one of the three main stories is the story of Greg Laurie, who was our pastor when he was twenty nine, I was twenty six. We found that church without even realizing that. 42 years later, 42 years later, he, they would be making a movie about this man's life. He was just a kid still at 29. So, so when I said, then I looked it up today and I realized that some reports say that the Jesus movement went well into the 80s. This is like 81 or 82 when we were at Greg Laurie's church. So with that in mind, I'm going to play this first clip. This is one of, this is one of the earlier um, promos that they, went, that they did for the movie. So watch this. Here we go. Hey, Square. I am not a square. I think we should invite Greg this weekend. What's this weekend? The mountain is high. Oh, These people are hippies, rebels against old-fashioned authority. I think these kids need help. What they need is a bath. You're passing judgment on people you know nothing about. Maybe that's why your church is so empty. When God walks in here, brings me a hippie. I'll ask him what it's all about, because I do not understand. His house has a very good vibe. There is an entire generation searching. Slow down, man, slow down. Just in all the wrong places. If you want to reach my people, you need to speak to them in a language they understand. If I bring them in, I'm going to lose my job. We can only walk through doors open to us. And your church, that's a door that's shut. Probably noticed we have some guests here today. I'd like you to meet my new friends. Welcome. They don't belong here. Half of them aren't even wearing shoes. They're staining the new shag carpet. They need our help. If you feel like you're misunderstood and judged, you will find forgiveness and freedom right here. That was awesome. Now that door is open any time of day. And if there are some who don't like that, well then that door works both ways. All right, Pastor, let's begin. I was almost done with this, but then you did what nobody else would even dare. This thing that we found, I feel like I belong. You're gonna need a bigger church. Our 
country is a dark and divided place. But now there's hope and it's spreading. This is your home and I want you to tell all your friends about it. Amazing. Now I want to play this other clip with Kelsey Grammer. He was on live with Kelly and Ryan. I don't know how many days ago, but you'll watch. It's just a minute and a half or something like that. You'll watch Kelsey even tear up. So here we go. From Jesus Revolution, tell us about it. It's a nice movie. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Really I sweet. mean, yeah. I, you're tearing up. Yeah. I see you getting emotional. <laughs> what, are, what are you feeling? <laughs> Can I play doctor? Um, yes, yeah, do of feel? course. Um, I, I, I love this movie. Yeah. I really love it. When, my, when we first saw the first cut, uh, we sat down in our home and, and Kate saw it. She said, Oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever done. She started crying. <laughs> but. Uh, He's, uh, he's a man looking for his own faith and finds it as well. Uh, a man whose church is empty and he can't get uh, traction and he's starting to think he's going to be fired from his job as a pastor. And uh, uh, this hippie comes into his life and he finds new purpose and uh, started a movement that is still still going. So I mean, it's extraordinary. Story. Yeah, it's a true story. Chuck Smith, Chuck Smith is... Uh, the guy I played died in uh, 2014, I think. But uh, the number of people who came up uh, and said, oh, you're playing Chuck Smith. Oh, I, I listen to him all the time. Or uh, and I say, uh, He's, uh, he, ma he married us. Or uh, I was baptized by Chuck Smith. Uh, you can see this light in their eyes. And... Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm laughing with um, absolute amazement of the power of God in his life. Uh, okay, this final clip I want to play is it's a it's a later cut and it has some behind the scenes clips uh, of uh, interviews. It's a couple two or three minutes. I can't remember exactly how long, but let's watch this final clip. Here we go. The story of finding yourself, finding your way, finding faith. I just think it's going to be so uplifting. There's comedy. There's tenderness. There's complexity with all of the characters. The production value is incredible. It feels like we've just been dropped into a moment in history. Audiences are going to get a strong message of love and hope. I hope people feel tearful and joyful all at the same time and maybe inspired to rediscover their own faith. It's been seven years to the screen for this movie and every other movie that we've made along the way, Woodlawn, I can only imagine, I still believe, American Underdog, it's all been leading to this. I remember discovering the Jesus Revolution Time Magazine cover story, and it was like unearthing this gem, and that led to this whole exploration. I wanna meet people that lived this. Come to find out Greg was a teenager, as was his wife, Kathy, at the very origin of the Jesus movement in Southern California. The Jesus movement was an awakening. Not only was it the last great American awakening, I think it may have been the most significant of all. It was this beautiful fusion of Greg's coming of age story, this hippie street preacher, Lonnie Frisbee, and a down and out pastor who's pretty much lost everything. And to see him open up his doors to these hippies, that completely changed everything. I think so many of us that were drawn into the hippie movement really were searching for something more. Greg Laurie, at the time, is the lost soul. He's looking for truth, and he finds it in all the wrong places and in one right place. Have you decided? Uh, um, I, uh, I don't know. You want to decide right now? One of the things that excited me most about the script was the theme. The theme is loving the other. I think that's what our world needs. I think our world really needs to heal. I think it'll challenge people's notions of the need to be perfect to be a Christian. I want audiences to be encouraged. If they leave the theater feeling encouraged and inspired, then we've done our job. Our country and the world is prime for another revival. I am praying that this movie will bring hope to a generation. I think you're gonna see something on the screen you've not seen before. This story changed our nation and in many ways changed the world. You feel swept up into this movement if a Jesus revolution happened before. 
it can happen again. Why can't the next Jesus revolution begin right now? Know that if God can heal me, he can heal anyone. If you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see an entire generation searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. We can only walk through doors open to us. In your church, that's a door that's shut. So I ask you, Pastor, what would it take for you to be desperate? Seems the movement's everywhere. It's spreading like wildfire. Let's see what God has in mind. And I hope you'll bring the lots of Kleenex. I, I went through a ton of them. I'm a crier anyway. But anyway, yes, yeah, like nine or 10 years after those scenes, after, you know, what that, that those scenes represent, because it's a movie, nine or 10 years after all of that happened is when I wandered, we wandered into Greg Laurie's church, not knowing he was Greg Laurie that, that would be famous through the movie 40 years later. But uh, we just, we had already been, um, uh, resoundingly radically saved or resaved, whatever it was, and then we needed a good church, and we found Greg Laurie's. And boy, does that guy have an anointed anointing on his life to teach! So, all right, go and see. They see the Jesus Revolution. Did you see put that up there? Jesus Revolution dot movie. You can go see that and see what uh, where the theaters are near you that have that movie. And I've heard that some of them were full this weekend. We were in a small community, so it wasn't full, but they said in Salem, Oregon. Uh, the theaters were full on that of that movie, so uh, get in there quickly. Get your reservations on there. All right, time to bring in Barry Wunsch from Canada. So here we go. Here's Barry. Barry Wunsch. So you, Barry, you saw that movie too in this weekend? Oh, Steve, we we did. We went uh, Friday night, and you know it just wrecked us. I mean, I'm. You know, I, I would agree with you that uh, take lots of clean. <laughs> I know you and I are both criers. You're the total, you're the absolute weeping prophet. And I'm the guy that has the weeping prophet on. <laughs> it doesn't take much, you know, and any movie, even though a secular one, if it's got redemption here and relationships, and there's all kinds of interrelationships that are in this movie. And therefore, eventually there's all kinds of redemption. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of Kleenex. So yeah. anyway. Anyway, so yeah, so you'd recommend the movie. I, I would say, you know what, we're in a time in history where, you know, when we watch this and uh, and you see, you know, the, the hippie movement of the day, you know, we're, we're in a time, you know, where the loss of identity is tremendous, you know, where people are trying to figure out who they are and they're going down every path they can to try and get there. And uh, I would say that this movie is, is just the timing is perfect as it's it's coming it really out was the, i think it was on these traders we just saw he you know the lonnie frisbee character is saying they're all, all these hippies are looking for all the right things in all the wrong places he said and it's like oh man it's like you know and i my comment on it was because the hippies of that day of the 70s and 60s 70s and a little bit into the 80s now look pretty clean cut compared to the severe tats and piercings and coming here so uh, but the same principle is going to apply. Oh, Some yeah. people are going to want to not have them in their church because they don't fit. But God, God's, God will have his church one way or another, you know. Uh, absolutely, Steve. You know, I tell you, I just this morning, you know, as a, you know, getting up and, and preparing and, you know, for today, I, I tell you, I just had such a love fill my heart, uh, you know, for you and the Elijah Streams oh, team uh, and the you. Elijah Streams family and, and really yeah. love love is what gets it done you know we you know i mean we can plan and we can do all sorts of things but if it's not motivated if it's not flowing out of that heart of love uh you know sadly we're gonna you know just be another meeting and and so i just i love the elijah streams community and family and the love and the encouragement that they bring to one another oh, and, thank you and so my, my heart just swelled with love with, with you know for you guys today and and uh, I just want to honor you. And, you know, Steve, you're, I just really felt, you know, you're a father to the nation, right? Wow. And, and what you're stewarding and what 
responsibility that you've been you know given to to carry right now and, and the platform that you're you know you're stewarding and you do it with with such an integrity you do uh-huh. it with such a humility uh, I, I just you know i want to honor you in that well, and thank so, you. so as i was spending that time you know this morning praying i actually saw uh, a set of blueprints really uh, actually that you know you're rolling them out on your desk and they were a bit tattered you know that you'd been working on some of this stuff for quite a while and uh, some of it had come together a little quicker than others and and uh, you know you were building in in a place of obedience and and just surrender to the father and it wasn't like you needed something more to do <laughs> you know it wasn't like you <laughs> to build your you know your own you know something to to build your own ego it was nothing like that it was yeah. you know, it, it's just a, a kingdom call and, and a kingdom uh, gifting and that he's put upon you and for, for advancement. And so what I saw was part of this project, you know, you're, you know, you're going over the blueprints and some of it was moving. There are a couple of sectors that were moving a little bit, a little bit slower than, you know, maybe what you thought they would be moving. But what my sense was, was that the Lord is about to accelerate that, Steve. <laughs> Really? Oh my goodness! More acceleration! Oh, wow! Wow, Barry! Wow! And he's going to breathe upon some things uh, in a very unique way, and it's actually going to take the ministry and that which you you're walking in and, and the group with you to a completely new level. And uh, oh. he's bringing every resource that's needed uh, to you and, and the team that you've got to get her done. I actually saw some other platforms that are pretty strong out there right now that are going to fail. <laughs> and you're going to be in a position where you're going to be able to take some of that over, in, you know, by the grace of God. Oh, wow. And so my the father strongly impressed upon my heart today that I was going to, that I was to take up a love offering for you, Stephen, for Elijah's dreams. Wow. And, and the, the expansion of the favor, what the Lord has positioned you for. And so, so I just, you know, with that being said, and, and with no pressure at all to anybody, you know, I just ask Holy Spirit that he would stir those ones that are called to sow into this rich soil uh, today and what you're doing and, and, and that the Father would just lead each one to sow how they're to do that and what, what they're supposed to do. And I pray that there would be a, for each and every one that gives today, that they would receive a prophet's reward yeah absolutely absolutely upon them and so father i just pray that you'd show you know these dear these dear saints your your love your faithfulness your goodness overshadow them father with with your abundance you know holy spirit i just ask you to fall fresh upon your people today and lord we just we see these these things in history that you've done and uh, what you're doing today bring revival to your body and to people lord i just we honor you so Lord, I ask you just come with your loving arms and wrap around each one today as we we gather together, Lord, around your table. Um, yes, Holy Lord. Spirit, just breathe breathe upon your word today, and we ask for the eyes and ears to hear and to see what you'd have for us. May it be all glorifying under your under your name. Um, In Jesus. Um, well, thank you very much. You know, I. I sometimes say, well, we've given away, and I use the term "we" with quotes because it's not really "we." I say we've given away more money than I've ever given away in my life by any type of ministry, all combined, just in the last year and a half, two years we've given away. But it's not we who are giving it. We're getting it done. We're getting it given away. But you who are watching are the ones who are trusting us to use this money to where it's most needed, where people are in crisis, uh, where churches are in crisis, where the, you know, Uganda, we do a lot there. We do a lot in Mississippi. Uh, we gave some to a church that had really had a need yesterday. Uh, so we are really using your money to sow into kingdom. So when you when you um, sow into this, we hope that you really do trust us because we take it very, very, very seriously um, with, your, with your money. We're very, very careful with it. Um, we've had opportunities where we could just throw money at a problem, but we, we've felt like we, it doesn't matter if there's money coming in by truckloads if it were not this truckloads but i'm just saying even if it were 
it wouldn't matter. We need still need to be careful with every dollar, how we to carefully dole it out to where it's needed. But I, I appreciate that so much. Um, so much. I appreciate it, Barry. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Hey, tell people real quick what you told us just before we came on the air. You said you were in the theater and you photobombed some people <laughs> that were getting... And tell, me what, tell them what happened. You, okay, I just so, heard so, so we go to the movie and we're coming out and there's people gathered in the corridor and in the lobby and there's a group. Now, this people. is a which city in Canada? I got to ask you this. This is in Red Deer. This is in our hometown. Red Deer, Canada. And okay. So we're in Red Deer. We're in our hometown and we're coming out of the theater and there's a group of people that are taking a group photo. And just the way we were walking, we ended up photobombing them. And so I walked by and I kind of apologized. I said, I'm sorry. I mean, we just photobombed you. And uh, they actually recognized me. They said, oh, Barry Wunsch. We're going to be watching you on Elijah streams on Monday. Come in, come in the picture. I love it. I totally love it. And that, so, uh, oh Lord, man, you're saying that I'm sure they're watching today. Do they see yeah, that? That's an amazing thing. You know how God is highlighting and connecting people, but it's, it's a fun thing because we, we really are a family. All of us that are doing this program and those that are watching this program and then doing works of the kingdom after having seen it, you know, we're a family. And we feel that way when we meet them out there. Um, we went to a different church yesterday that we hadn't been back to for quite a while just because we were taking some time off. And uh, they've got new people there that didn't know that I used to attend that church. Steve Schultz, you know, because they're, yeah, you have that little bit of a thing where they recognize the family and they say, we watch you every day. And, you know, it's very, to me, it's very, very humbling. It's, um, it's like it causes me, if I can say it this way, to take the work more seriously. And I don't mean having less fun. I'm just saying take the, there's so many people that depend on the integrity and and that your motives need to be in the right place and that God, you, you, you're inviting guests that are really, really serving God and tapped in, if I can put it those, those terms. But anyway, so Barry, I, I know you've got a lot to share. I better get you going on that. So thank you again for taking that offering. That's very nice of you. Yeah, no, no, that that's my honor, Steve. My, I mean, I, I know that... Uh, the Lord had me do that today. Well, thank you. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, you know, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and just as clear as could be, you know, he began to speak to me. And it's interesting, you know, I mean, this word as it came and I, and this is the first time I haven't published this yet. This is the first time I'm going to be sharing today, you know, what, what, what I've, I've got here. But he said, Barry, tell my people that this is only the beginning that this is only the start for what I'm pouring out now is only a taste of what is yet to come for I'm releasing a people who will not participate in religious games. Ah, they could care less about what it looks like or putting on a show. These ones will not prostitute the things of the spirit for their own personal gain. They shall refuse the platform to build personal kingdoms. For it is I who judges the motives of the heart. And many will be disqualified. Uh, For they are addicted to the center stage when it belongs to me. For I will inhabit the praises of my people. And oh, how I long to be intimate with them. I'm calling my prodigals home, and I'm calling my people to gather in unity. For there are many that have not stood at my altar for fear, for fear of getting hurt by the brethren. Oh, afraid to trust, afraid to get another knife in the back. <laughs> this just has to stop. The sitting, the shifting. And the shaking of my body has only just begun. Mm. So as I pour out my spirit and as I bring revival, rest assured, you will not have to kick and spur to make it happen when I'm behind it. You will not need a foot pump to make it grow, for I will send my rain. There are pastors and there are leaders who are far from me trying to manage things in their own way. Mm. afraid of the mess and uncertainty of what they cannot control. 
for they have restricted my altar for far too long. So to these ones, I'm calling you back to your first love and to step aside for me to move. Oh, it is much easier when you let me do it. Oh, Lord, so let me help you open the eyes of your heart. Let me help you open the eyes and the ears of your understanding. For you often gather together in prayer. <clears throat> but it turns into something else. Mm. Why would you partner? Why would you participate with the accuser of the brethren? Wow. Why would you bring accusations and build on suspicions against your brethren? <clears throat> Do you not know that I shed my blood for all? Do not forget that the ground at the foot of my cross was level for all. Ooh. So turn away from those ways and love one another and fight for what is good. Do not get trapped again, for it is me to judge. Ooh. There is no need to be jealous of your brothers and sisters, for I have given each one gifts, each and every one different than another. And it is by my design. So when you reject them, you reject me. So on this day, I've given you grace to let it all go. For it is my heart's desire that you walk in unity. Unity and diversity, not unity and conformity. Ooh. Right. It's always been my prayer that we would be one as the Father and I are one. And yes, they will know you by your love. So walk with me today in love, in truth, in repentance, forgiveness, and my blessing and anointing shall be poured out among you. And holy is the word of the Lord. Wow. Well, you know, um, I know you have some thoughts on this too. I was going to just point out this one. I circled it uh, under this topic of sifting and shaking. You said, they have you're talking to people who have restricted my altar for far too long to these ones i'm calling you back to your first love and he's calling you to quote step aside for me to move it's much easier when you let me do it so when you do you, do you understand are you, can you clarify when it says step aside for me to move um how would you kind of clarify that my my, my sense steve with that you know, my, my sense in that moment as this came and as I've been praying it yeah. through is, is the, the father is looking to come and encounter his people. He's looking to come and, and bring them into a place where, where they have an experiential uh, experience with him, father, son, and Holy Spirit. And, you know, so often we go into meetings and they're very predictable. Mm. You know, we go into, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, there's, a, you know, you go into so many churches and then they've got kind of a format and they've got, you know, kind of almost by a stopwatch, you could, you know, kind of predictably know what's going to go on. And it kind of gets on autopilot. And, and yet when the wind of the spirit blows, mm. it's fresh every day. He's got something new every, every day. There's a revelation that flows freely from the throne that you know we as we enter into that as we walk with him in that i think we can expect the unexpected and i think that's what we're we, we should be you know in in my heart that that's that's the exciting life of the spirit and yeah oh i you know i think that if there's a rigidity within uh you know some of the ways we function he will come and, and try and knock on the door but if there's times where he won't override well, well you know i'm thinking of that asbury revival that's broken out now they're not the first but they're kind of the first they're first in fame notoriety may be a better word they're they're first in notoriety right now because it looks like it started there well it's been going other places as well but in our brains at least god did something so phenomenal at asbury yeah. that we will always look to that as the beginning uh, but what happened is there was a program, but then some student got up there and began to confess his sins and revival broke out in this nation and yeah. spreading all around. And so that's probably yeah. an example of instead of just this is on the program, we don't have time for this. You know, they didn't they let it happen. Yeah. And 
boy, the benefits of doing that. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I think it just it's galvanizing in me and in my spirit and in just how important it is and how critical it is right now to go in, in from a low place, you know, not looking to, to be center stage and not right. looking, you know, that the, the attention and that, but just to come in and, and you know, I mean, he dwells the, the praises of his people. Yeah. As we come in that atmosphere and we we you know give that him that space, he is he he will not turn us back on that. Mm. You know, yeah. in in, uh, in June of last year, you know, I felt, you know, I felt the Lord impress on me that, you know, if we have anything within us that rejoices in in a brother's failure or a lack mm. of success or or worse yet, if we we push for it and hope for their failure, oh well, and in our brokenness. You know, we'll have jealousy spring up. We'll have, you know, certain things that, you know, maybe stirred up as we see a blessing come on another body here or there. And uh, and boy, we just, I just feel like we just really have to have a supernatural grace and wisdom to walk in the, in the truth and the mercy and the humility and the, and the heart of God. You know, yeah. there's a there's a scripture that I my wife and I have been dealing with it this year, uh, Psalms one. You know. Blessed is the man. I don't want to have this. I didn't memorize it. And there's so many versions of the Bible that you can't get it exactly right because there's another version will say it. But blessed is the man who sits not in the council of ungodly, nor sits in the way of one person says in the seat of the scornful or in the seat of a mocker, depending on the version. But but the opposite, it says, blessed is the man who does not do that, sit in the seat of the scornful or the mocker. And this is a word for the body of Christ. If you find yourself, because God is always in the room. This is what God's been downloading on me for weeks. God's in the room. He, we, we brag on that he's on there present. He's everywhere all at once, which means he's in the room when you're talking. You know, when you're quiet and you're alone and then you get on the phone and gossip or you tell your spouse or your friend, well, I just, you know, I hope something. To, if you sit in the seat of the mocker or the scornful, you are doing the opposite of being like the tree planted by the water who whose leaves will, you know, spring forth in their season. He says, don't do that. So I, so the, the, the word of the warning is God's always in the room. Yes. Therefore, be careful what you say. So. Yes. Yeah, it's true. And, and, you know, we've all got different giftings and we've got different callings and different places. And, and you know what? And that's the way we're created. You know, you look at the 12 tribes. Yeah threatened by one another they they walk together they work together and uh, they walk together in love you know i mean they, they they didn't always maybe agree on everything and that's okay but their love was not uh, negotiable and you know i just think that that is so so critical and and the other thing steve i was you know we were talking about healing and deliverance a little bit yeah. earlier yeah. and how important that process is of of, of healing and repentance mm. and deliverance and that inner healing in us so that, you know, that there was a time where they actually stripped the priests to see if they had any sores upon them because they had to be touchable. You know, they had to, they were in amongst the people. They, they, they had to, they had to be touchable. And if they had an open wound, you know, I mean, they would be sensitive and maybe, you know, reactive as things would maybe touch that. And so I think it is so important, you know, as leaders right now within the nation uh, that, you know, we just really go to that place and search our hearts you know, unless there be any any places within us that do need that healing. Yeah. Uh, to carry what he's got for us. So good. So true. So, uh, so no, that's, that's, and part of it uh, is we see the new wine being poured out. You know, you look at, you know, we can't, it's hard to put new wine in an old wineskin because it'll, you know, it'll burst. But there was a process where they used to take an old wineskin and they would take it apart and they take a scrub brush and they would scrub it and they would actually soak it in oil and, and get it soft again. And, and so I think that there's many within the body that are kind of going through that process too. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Tell me where we are on, a, on the list that I'm following on to make sure that I'm with you. on that. So I was going to share just a little bit on a broken arrow. Uh, yeah, okay. I want to make sure because, okay, got it. Yeah. So I'll just jump in, jump in there, Steve. And we were at a gathering last June and, and this had come up for me here uh, the last few days. You know, we're at a regional uh, leadership gathering, and I heard war drums in the distance. And, uh, you know, there were there were drums from different tribes and different tongues. And 
I saw a gathering of First Nations. Were you, were you, sorry, were you hearing in the spirit, or were they actually around you? Are you saying? Oh, I actually was hearing in the spirit. Okay, wow. Yeah, I was actually hearing in the spirit. Okay. And uh, I saw different ones coming in to meet and gather with the First Nations people there and the First People tribes, and and it did feel like that we were just on the verge of kind of a war time. And uh, anyway, at the outcome of this meeting, and and there was actually a piece that had come in and, and I saw a broken arrow and what a broken arrow actually represents. It's a symbolic act that's done to break the intention of going to war, putting aside a quarrel for a greater good. Oh, wow. It's like burying the hatchet. And so my sense, Steve, is that we're coming into a place of a national unity uh, to join the fight together for the greater good. And so part of this, actually, I think, is to bring us into that um, that unity, that revival can come, and that uh, we can walk together to see that all is accomplished in it. Can I can I ask you on this one that you're talking about? Because I'm going to read the line again. You saw the outcome of the meeting with, yeah. with a broken arrow, and a broken arrow was a symbolic thing that I think they use. And, and it says this is a symbolic act that is done to break the intentions of going to war, yes. putting aside a quarrel for a greater good. So you're, are you seeing this then as a word to the body of Christ to bury the hatchet, break the arrow? Yes. Choose no more wars, basically. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. I, my, my sense was, was that the, is that we have to put some of these things away. They're a great distraction. Yeah. For what God has got us to 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 do as the revival comes and the harvest comes in. Good, good, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. And then uh, on February twenty third, uh, I had a dream. Interesting. That's very interesting. I see the names of Obama, Biden, and DJT. So I didn't pre-read this. So I'm I'm sitting here captive. Okay. Uh, to see here what we're going to learn here. Okay. So, so I had uh, a dream the other night where I, I was taken into a military base at Colorado Springs. And I was taken into a helicopter partway in the kind of a, into a bit of a valley and uh, was dropped off and then taken up, uh, you know, in a vehicle up, you know, through a gated, uh, fenced, restricted area into a mountainside. And I was taken into a, a control room and it was full of staff, you know, it was just bustling, you know, computers and monitors and screens and, you know, things were on a, again, uh, felt like a bit of a high, high alert kind of a status. And they were monitoring uh, movement on the East Coast and the West Coast of the United States, as well as actually other nations were also on their you know, on their, their radar. And there was a high level of collaboration going on with what was going, you know, happening with other bases and other authorities. And, you know, it was all hands on deck. I saw him, you know, now what was interesting is there was a big problem in the room. You know, you had all of these people, you know, kind of at their posts, but I knew by the spirit uh, that they did not have and or did they trust their commander in chief Joe Biden <laughs> and his administration? Uh, they they just didn't have there was no confidence there. There was no trust. There was nothing. Mm. And so kind of going through the motions, but they had another alliance. And I actually saw Obama behind a curtain. Uh, different ones going in to talk to him, information, uh, briefing back and forth, and. He was trying basically calling the shots from behind the scene. And on his desk, he had a, a blue and yellow uh, Ukrainian phone. On really? His As well, there was a, a blue phone that had an emblem of the World Economic Forum upon it. And so as he had these different officials coming in and going through briefings and, and these statuses, you know, he was, you know, uh, kind of communicating with all of these folks. Now, there was in the room, there were generals who were clearly under the command and under the direction of, 
of Donald J. Trump. And I was taken to a table where I saw these generals and they were collaborating, you know, with kind of the next steps of, you know, what had been planned thus far and what was yet to come. And it would have been very clear that this had been in the work for some time and that there was great complexity to what was at play and what they were working on. And they were very, very close to basically make a big move. And I'll say it seemed to me like it was the one that we've all been waiting for. And I saw a roster, Steve, and it was thick. And kind of on a, it wasn't a clipboard, but a ring clipboard, I guess it was thick. And there were over 300 nations that were on that roster that these generals were working together with kind of behind the scenes to do what they were doing. And they were collaborating. And when they made their move, they were about to pull the carpet out from under the cabal <laughs> once and for all. And there, there was a hope that just filled the air because they were so close. I mean, the target was in the crosshairs. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Oh. And uh, wow. I, I knew by the spirit that when the time was right, you know, the victory was was going to be, you know, absolutely sure and clear. And then the father, and because the father was on their side and justice would be served for all. So, so I see that. And as they began to take action, Steve, I saw things start to, to kind of uh, fall and fail. You know, there was there were certain structures that they had in place that they put to block and stop things. And I saw that as these places began to fall, I saw a release of all sorts of uh, new technology and things that were coming and then going to be released. And so I saw new technology and finance, oh. another folder with agriculture. There was another one of medicine, energy, transportation, communication. These were all soon to be released and rolled out and it was a new day. And as these things were released, there was enough. It was going to shift nations from positions of poverty Wow. of starvation and health and, and and control to a quality of life that was just abundance and uh and so the, this isn't far off so as I'm, I'm watching this the holy spirit spoke to me and he said barry tell my people that soon things will never be the same tell my people that their deliverance is quickly approaching things do not are not as they appear, so do not lose heart. For before you know it, victory shall be shouted from the rooftops. Oh, for I have the best of the best in strategic positions for this very hour. For I've heard every prayer night and day, day and night that has cried out to me. And just as in days gone by, I shall again move on your behalf. Oh! And I shall bring freedom, healing, and deliverance upon you. And just as in days of old, I will pour out my spirit upon my sons and daughters, and they'll walk in my authority and true identity. For I'm turning the tables, and I'm flipping things over. So watch as the dominoes begin to fall, for they will soon realize that I was far ahead of them. For every move they make brings more light for all to see. The harvest that is about to follow is like nothing you've ever seen or imagined. Can I change a nation in a day? Yes, I can. For the revival fire is lit and the winds of change are blowing strong. Angels that gather have been released and the angelic hosts have been sent out. The ecclesia is taking her place. So stay strong, stay the course. Fear and unbelief a kick. Oh, they are not your friends. So gather together with me, and I will not resist. I will fill you. I will refresh you, strengthen you, 
and launch you into all I have for you. Trust me as we enter into this new day together. And it will be the best days of your lives. And holy is the word of the Lord. So good. Now, this whole section, I got to ask you just one or two quick questions on this. Yeah. It starts where you're seeing uh, Biden and no one has their, they're in the mountain. They, there's, there's things going on, but no one has the confidence. No one trusts him or has any confidence yeah. in him. And yet behind the curtain is Obama pulling the strings. There's yeah. Ukraine involved. Uh, and I think yeah. it's really yeah. involved by that. Um, yeah. And then, but then, then this, it changes. And now all of a sudden Donald Trump is being in commander in chief. How can you explain how did that, is that, symbolic or is it more like it shifts to the reality that donald trump is being commander-in-chief now how, how would you describe what you saw you know steve my sense was that there was a there in real time okay my sense was that there is uh trust in relationship and uh engagement together with uh with president donald trump and uh the authority in which he carries and the respect that he carries within, you know, these realms. And, uh, but these generals, they were, they were a sharp bunch and they were, I, I, what I saw, there were purity in heart. I saw the integrity in them. I saw them uh, fighting for this nation. Wow. And, uh, in a, in a very hidden place. And so, uh, you know, even though they had a figurehead that was, he just didn't have the, the the authority or the grace to be able to direct. He just didn't have it. Yeah. But there was that there was that grace and authority that rested on Donald Trump. That's and, good. And then and then you're you're seeing different things in one of these paragraphs where this would be shut down and this thing of the cabal was shut down. They're shutting down, shutting down. Yes. Uh, through uh, it sounds like through sh shrewd, uh, cr crafty in a good way leadership. Yeah. Uh, the, the cabal is being shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the Lord is saying that Donald Trump is behind a lot of that. Am I am I am I overstating that? Yeah, no, I, I would that 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 was my sense in it. Okay. And, and there had been a lot of technology. There are a lot of things that had been repressed and controlled by, I guess, the deep state that would bring abundance and uh, and blessing and and provision and and you know, just amazing things that have been restricted for years are being going to be released here. Yeah. Uh, the, I'm trying to remember where you said it, but there was one where you said uh, that there was, it was like through some of the uh, technologies coming forth that this, yeah. whatever words you use, I think poverty was one of them. Impoverished people would suddenly uh, see things shift and change for them. Is that, am I stating yeah. that about right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that is right. And so, you know, as I saw, I saw technology come out in agriculture where, you know, they were going to be, you know, they would grow crops like never before. Wow. You know, there was just that they could go into places that, you know, basically were in, on, in positions of famine and they would be able to come and, and bring relief, like a long lasting relief. And, uh, you know, so all of these little elements, you know, I believe are, are going to be free uh to flow and be released to the people so good so good so yeah good. all right okay you've got something on july 2 of 2022 that's interesting from last summer yeah you know here again we were you know i felt kind of led to share this again today uh we were at a gathering in winnipeg a national gathering with uh you know a group of you know blessed believers from across canada mm. and uh Anyway, during that time, you know, I was out, I had, you know, it was a baseball stadium. So I was actually at home plate, you know, on my face, uh, praying and <laughs> just spending time pressing into the father. And he spoke to me at that time and he said, Barry, tell my people that I'm releasing a visitation upon the children for their gatekeepers who have tried to keep me out of their schools and let it be known that they do not have a chance against what I'm about to release to the children. Hi, for I'm preparing and releasing a revival among the little ones, <laughs> little apostles, little prophets, little wow. little pastors, little teachers. Wow. And they will open the doors to family restoration. They will bring my love into the schools and they will be deliverers. 
and they will be saturated in my love and my compassion and they'll be peacemakers and they'll be given dreams and they'll be given words for their teachers they'll lay their hands on the sick and they'll recover wow holy is the word of the lord there was a move in church history i don't i don't know it was 1800s or something where children became preachers and prophets and healing so it sounds like god is not god's going to bring that back with steroids if i can use that expression you know it's like he's going to really bring it back with the kids there there is no junior holy spirit yeah and, and when you look at what they're doing in, in our in our schools today and the curriculums and in, in which they're you know endorsing and promoting uh you know keep the lord out you know i mean when you look at all the you know all of the uh counterculture things that are kind of going on and the identity issues and having you know drag story time you know for kids yeah. like it, the enemy has come after our kids in in a great way and uh you know there there is no junior holy spirit mm-hmm. you know we were at a gathering here you know last weekend and there were kids at the altar steve you know they gathered up around the front it was the floor was packed 21 years old and under and uh, these kids up there are getting touched in the presence of the lord i mean when you've got you know them you can't fake it kids cannot fake it and when there, there's a genuine touch and he comes and they're you know they're weeping and they're crying and they're laying hands on one another it is profound and so i think as as a people and as leaders we have to sometimes maybe look and step out of the way and give these kids an opportunity wow. you know in childlike faith to to release what they've got and uh, i've got them coming up to meetings you know little kids coming up would you pray for me and and they're coming god's filling these little ones and laying them out on the floor and then opening up the prophetic in them opening up those gifts within and on them and it is just it's just beautiful well and, yeah you know and I've, I've heard that expression before too there's no junior holy spirit in other words the same spirit that raised christ from the dead and 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 empowers mighty men and women of god the same spirit empowers the little children yeah. not, he doesn't downgrade himself because it's a child at no. all yeah. no. if anything he probably upgrades it because you know his work but um that's gonna be amazing yeah i i just uh we've got a lot to learn and i think as we step into this uh we're going to see some amazing harvest come in and uh you know you get these kids touched and you know i mean there's there's so much brokenness in families right now you know i mean with with the divorce rates what they are and and uh, you know kids just are kind of in the middle of all of that and you know i see that the, the love of god coming upon some of the you know his children and bringing comfort and bringing love to to kids that you know are not from a healthy place and uh you know it's just beautiful the gifts that god's put in his kids so uh, you know and with all that we learned about child trafficking and child sacrifice and child the torturous things all that you know even hate to speak about it too much but it's real you know it's it's amazing that God waited this long to bring to explode that that in the children. But based on the God I know, He's going to really explode it in the children to to pay back the enemy for what He was trying to do to the kids, oh, yeah. including abortion, the whole thing. Oh yeah, the enemy is going to pay dearly oh. for what He's brought against the families and against His kids. Yeah. And so you know, I mean, as a people, we just cannot. You know, we just need to keep on our knees and not give any rest to this and uh, take back this ground. You know, we, so uh, we're we going to see tremendous family revival start and uh, and gatherings as, as he pours it out onto these little ones. So, so, so good. Well, um, I know you wanted to have a place here for Canadian updates, so maybe bring us up to date on Can- what's going on in Canada. Yeah, so there's a few things, Steve, here. I mean, you know, first of all, I think, you know, we need a, a we need great discernment at this time. Uh, you know, there's so much, you know, that's floating around out there and and not everything, you know, as we know, you know, is, you know, we can believe to be true. And uh, even, you know, on the left and on the right, you know, yeah. we, we, we've got information from both sides that, you know, just because of, you know, some of the relationships I have, uh, you know, you see things in the news and you see things in the courts and you see certain things 
that are happening there. And uh, but sometimes there's a little more to the full story. I'm going to ask you this, and uh, you and I have not talked about this, so you don't know what I'm going to ask you. And it's maybe just way off. But is there any possibility? that some of the foreign troops that people have seen in Canada are there to fight for Canada on the, and to, to free them from oppression. What, what are your, do you have any thoughts on that? You know, you know, Steve, I, I do I do not believe that they are here with good intentions. For okay. Okay. And, and interesting enough, I mean, we've got a, you know, officially now it's actually in the news where we've had a, you know, the a foreign country basically is now proven with evidence that they meddled in our last election. You know, they clearly came in and, and were meddling in it. And and yet our our prime minister, uh, you know, and even the paid opposition is not talking about it. You know, they're not really pushing it as far as it needs to go. And so so there's a, a, a control and, a, and a, a spirit over that. And, and I'm going to say even a global group that is still, you know, kind of... Uh, you know, over overseeing a lot of that control over our nation. And, uh, you know, I've seen, you know, and I've shared it publicly where I was taken prophetically in and I saw our prime minister being apprehended, ah, arrested, charged for crimes and offenses committed yeah. by himself and his government. You know, and, and within that, I saw the most horrific things that they were doing in the spirit. And I've shared some of them. And what's interesting, Steve, is there's evidence to prove it. and and there will be action that's going to be taken there for there will be no getting away you know from and then getting away with anything here so not only with what has been done to canada but also their influence in other nations yeah the role that they've played there and now steve i i've had you know i share what i see prophetically and then yeah. I have people reaching out to me some from sometimes some very high level officials mm -hmm. both here in canada and the states and i've had you know i've had them contact me some of these guys and and they've confirmed in the natural the things that i've prophetically seen and, and shared and so uh, there is there is uh, a time coming where where we are going to see this dealt with now in the natural, we want to look at natural election cycles and, you know, get into that political, you know, kind of thinking yeah. to figure this out. But but we can't go to that. Mm. We, we need the father right now. Yeah, it's too critical now. It's too crisis moment. It's, yeah, we're on the yeah. um, cusp of what, there's another word that I can't, but you're on the precipice, and maybe is the word, we're at the precipice, something's got to give either good or bad, right? It's like. Yeah. So, so if we don't if we don't prepare right now and we don't start moving now, you know we're in, we're you know we're in trouble. So you know I just you know would would implore you know the godly leaders you know that God has placed in government to stand up yeah and, and you know raise your voice and to get moving and and you know we're facing a fast track to post nationalism and foreign control. You know they've got large land masses townships and townships of land steve where they're wanting to basically clear out of population and restrict it for you know the, the environmental purposes and uh you know we know it's more than that you know we know yeah. that there's more more to the story than that and so uh you know it's time that you know there is a grassroots movement steve here you know you know some on a federal level that is ready to take out of the box we've got a, there's a new party that is so close with no cabal, cabal rule, with no global influence, that uh, I just pray, you know, we need to pray that they would work in unity as yeah. they take this thing out of the box and as they stand it up because Canada needs them now. And so, you know, we got a couple of strong leaders, God-fearing men of God that are, you know, they're both lawyers, but they're, submit, they're submitted to the Father and looking yeah. at and I know they're on their knees about this. And, they, you know, Derek Sloan and, and Grant Abraham. I mean, we need these guys to stand up and raise their voice. Canada, Canada needs you now. You know, we don't have an official opposition here politically. And so, you know, there's a time where we need to. The names, them. Barry, the names that you just mentioned are, yeah. am I reading it right, that you're, that you're making a clarion call for those two men to stand yeah. up and be counted? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. These men, they are working okay. on it. They are, they're positioned. Okay. Their position, God is positioning them 
to yeah. stand up for this nation. People, Canada's looking for a place to stand behind someone that is, yeah. is going to be true. And uh, we need them to stand because right now, you know, it's just not there. And, so this is a uh, call for Derek Sloan. Derek Sloan, Grant Abraham. These are these are right. these men. I mean, I've spent time with my knees on my knees with these two, wow. and they're 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 God fearing, spirit filled men of God. And uh, the enemy, I mean, he is not he's not wanting to see anyone come into position here that's going to put the Father first in this nation. Yeah. And so the resistance to this has been great. Now, I think the grassroots people of Canada, they're, 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 they're you know, I would say that there is a, a, a desire. They know what's coming. I mean, it, it's not looking good, you know, in the natural, but uh, mm. you know, God will make a way. And Stevie, yeah. I just mentioned there's a bill, C-18, where uh, Trudeau has endorsed this bill, where there's actually a news restriction through Google in Canada. <laughs> And they're not even hiding it. And so, uh, you know, they're taking a position where they're going to restrict what Canadians see or what they don't see. And and so, like, I know even on the, you know, my, you know, even with, with what I share, it is being highly uh, shadow banned and highly, and, I, and I'm not really a nobody. But, yeah. but I know that there are different ones and voices that are, are struggling to uh, to have a, a place where, you know, where, there, where truth can be shared. So, uh, yeah. so I do know God is raising up a, a media company in Canada that will be critical uh, as we move forward. I know that that can, is. Can Canadians, if you if you get you can't get it through Google or whatever in Canada, can Canadians get the news that they need through American news media or some conservatives, or is that not, not? I mean, it's not enough, but I mean, does that help at all? It does help at all, and we, you know, I know that there are some uh, American platforms that are helping Canadians get truth out there, and I mean, yeah. we don't need it because when you can't do it within your own within within your own uh, nation, yeah. uh, you know, when they're bought and paid for by the government, that's a that's a scary place to be. Yeah. Well, this is one of them, you know, one of many that that we're, we're helping Canada. So I have a question for you about uh, the whole thing within the mountain. You saw Donald Trump coming against the cabal. Was it your sense that? that his uh, wise leadership in this crucial time is going to affect Canada as well? That would be a, that would be a yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely, Steve. Yeah. And, I, and I believe actually with as, as things move in the States, I almost feel like it almost has to move in the States before we get here in Canada because I yeah. believe Americans are dear, dear, dear brothers and sisters uh, out of the States are going to come and, and help us. Good. Navigate through this. Yeah. Good. 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 All right. Well, do you feel like praying for the people as we kind of close this out? Did Did you get everything in? I want to make sure you said everything. I, I did, Stephen. You know, okay. it would be my honor to pray. Awesome. And, awesome. And I just, you know, today, you know, I, I just really felt for the broken-hearted ones that there are many out there that things have just not turned out like they expected. Mm. And uh, but God is a God of miracles, and He's He's getting the messy debris out of the way, and he's bringing healing to those deep places of pain and betrayal for many. Yeah. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd come on to these broken-hearted ones. Yes, these Lord. ones that are just kind of, you know, ended up stuck and, and not seeing a way out. Lord, I pray by your grace, your love, and your mercy that you'd come and you'd breathe on each one, each family, Lord, that, you know, is kind of in a tough place during this time. And, Lord, I just pray that you'd come and, and Lord, you'd give even a grace of obedience, Lord, that healing would move at the speed of obedience yeah. of these ones, Lord, as they step into that place. And Lord, I pray for the lost ones that, you know, they, they don't have a tribe right now. They've been rejected. They've been misunderstood. They've been judged and harshly rejected and treated, you know, for who they, you know, almost as forerunners where they were misunderstood, you know, running maybe ahead of their time. But Lord, I, I pray you know, even those ones that said we'd never go to church again and they made some unhealthy vows. Lord, I pray that you'd come and you'd, you'd just speak to their hearts and bring them into a place. Father, within your body, Father, that you could pour the, the healing balm into their lives today, that you'd been, bring supernatural corrections, Father, to these ones, that you'd bring them into the relationships and the tribes, Lord, for each one that they'd be able to flourish in their giftings and community. 
Lord, just bless those these ones. And Lord, I also, I saw a runaway train this morning. I, I saw this train, it was running hot and, and it was coming in and it was like, uh, there were some that had been, they'd made some bad decisions in their mm. life and they were now facing some consequences. And, and it looked like there was no way that they were gonna be able to safely stop at this station, but hit the end of that track and just, you know, a train wreck. But I saw the father come in and I saw him just grabbing the brakes. <laughs> And in his love and his mercy, he was intervening in a supernatural way to bring, to save you and to save those around you and to bring restoration. I saw some of so some people, they were looking at dates on a calendar that were approaching. And there was so much fear with these dates. There were court dates. There were mm. financial deadlines and, and things coming to many. There were spousal ultimatums. Mm. There were others, you know, they were facing unemployment uncertainty, you know, worry and concern. But I saw as they surrendered to the Father, there was a release of supernatural favor and restoration coming for each one. Mm. There would be no denying the Father's love and care. And it would they would become a testimony that would lead many to the kingdom. So Father, I pray for these ones. Mm. Lord, that you would move on their behalf, Lord. Yes, Lord. And by your grace, come and bring uh, solutions or resolutions, Father, to their issues and their problems, only as you can, Lord, for healing and restoration and a testimony. Yes, so, Lord, I just I thank you for Elijah's dreams. I thank you for for this beautiful family that gathers mm. together here. Yes, and Lord, I pray you continue to knit our hearts together as we walk this road together. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Very, uh, very powerful today, as always. But um, yeah, thank you for everything, both the, the offering. Thank you for the, um, you know, the, the the report that you had from the Jesus movie, uh, Jesus movie itself, Jesus Revolution. I keep forgetting to say the name. There it is, Jesus Revolution dot movie. Go to there, and that way you'll find a theater near you where you can watch that movie or make a reservation, whatever. So, all right, Barry, thank you so much. A reminder, people, that we will have Mel K on tomorrow. She's always very filled with uh, important information that we need about what's going on uh, from the from the dark side. She's a great researcher, a, t a total patriot, and a God-fearer, God-loving uh, believer. So we, we appreciate her very, very much. And she's totally one of the more popular ones. Was, well, I guess basically everyone is that we bring on. We have a popular uh, set of uh, speakers that we bring back on. But All right, everybody, have a great day. Thank you for... Uh, joining us on monday and it's going to be a great week i'm very very excited about what's going to unfold this week have a great day everybody and we will see you tomorrow at 11 o'clock pacific bye-bye this has been elijah streams thanks for listening for more episodes like this you can listen to the elijah streams podcast at elijahstreams.com on apple google and spotify Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.